Hello guys and welcome once again to the MMOs.com podcast. This is episode 37 and this is Altai joined this week by... Omer. Big Gumble. Matt. Shirelia. Alright, we're all here guys. And as usual, it. how was everyone's week? I'm going to start with Erhan. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. Tell us Erhan. And this is the icing on the cake. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Feeding in this game and that game. That, that sounds typical. Yeah. Typical, typical Airhunt plays. Well, Shu and I have been playing Blade and Soul a little bit. And, uh, oh, yeah, what, you have. Yeah. Matt and Sean. Um, you know what I oh, go ahead, Matt. Take it away. I, I tried Time of Dragons for about six minutes, and within <laughs> that six minutes, I won a game nine to three. So. Nice. Wait, what is, what is Time of Dragons? It's a really... I, the, the word I used was janky. Awesome. It's, it's janky. janky. <laughs> Is it like Jenga? What does that mean? It, it means it's very like. I, 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 hold on, let me look up a dictionary definition because it means, I could. It's I could show janky. You. you can't just tell from the way he says it. It's just it's kind of janky. Context it out. Right. What is this game? Defined. This looks like a game from the nineties. Sluggish. Uh, ha, okay, so yeah. It's a browser game ported to Steam. I I made a grumble for it. So. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I did because That's probably I am come the tomorrow, browser game master. I appreciate the grumbles. Yeah, yeah, me too. So funny thing, Matt got some Matt, Matt got some hate from the developers of this game. Matt called oh, these yeah. developers Russian, right? In his uh, in our in his news article on Emos.com. and literally the developer comments on our post. He doesn't he doesn't have a single discuss post. He registered to discuss for one reason to tell Matt that he's not Russian, he's Belarusian. <laughs> he meant World War One Russian. Oh, of uh, course, of course, a historical <laughs> mistake. But you know what's funny? Belarusian literally means white Russian. So as long as he's wh a white guy. My kind right? of country. He's Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Still, the man was offended. The man was offended. He just oh. goes, please, correct it. This game looks like that other Steam Dragon game, like that MOBA. There was a, a dragon, you know what? Dragons and Titans? Yes! Look at, look at Matt. Matt is on point today. Always. I, I never played that, but I saw it. It looked kind of bad. Alright, Matt, you're now the, you're the dragon guy, alright? So when that <laughs> Icarus Online comes out, that's on you, alright? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, for all dragon-related inquiries, send them to Matt at MMOs.com, all right? He's, he's an expert on dragon mating habits, their ecology. Their ecology? <laughs> Do dragons have penises? Uh, uh, they have dorks, kind of like whales. They're like snakes. Dorks. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of inside them. But they, but they do have them, right? Are they... Inside them. <laughs> like Matt, snakes. you know more about dragon uh, anatomy than I thought. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I see you're not making that up. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, moving I, on. I, I've been playing Fractured Space, which had a free weekend. Free uh, weekend. And, and it's uh, and by playing, I mean I played four or five matches, which is more time I've invested in any MOBA. Um, wow. It's a, it's a space-faring MOBA? MOBA. Yeah, you're in space. You control like a giant of, space battleship. It's a space-faring like MOBA, a MOBA in space. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played Allegiance? No. The old school Microsoft game. It's it's kind of like Allegiance. Hmm. This looks cool. It, it, it's interesting because you're in this hulking or space battleship. Mm -hmm. Kind of like space. What is that anime? Battleship Yamamoto thing? Never mind. But you basically have different areas on a map. It's like a grid, I guess. There's five different areas, and you go, you warp into one area, collect resources, and then by capturing points, you can move into the enemy base. This looks really it's cool. Uh, this looks like bore, boredom simulator. It's. it's <laughs> I had an itch for Eve Online, and this satisfied it. It is a little bit more slow-paced, 
than other it's, games. But the reason it's slow is because they're capital ships. You only drive right. like capital ships. But so, everybody has capital ships. What's the point? There's a cool yeah, capital ship game coming out, right? Uh, I think we talked about it. Dreadnought. 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 Yeah, that's, that's more actiony. This seems more yes. like this seems like more. Yeah, like, uh, I've actually played Dreadnought. Dreadnought, but I'm under oh, well, NDA, so I can't it. tell you. Damn! Oh, yeah. What a what a cock NDA, guys. I know. Does all right? Doesn't this video for this game look like? I'm gonna say World of Warships, but in space. Think about it. All yeah, but right, a Yeah, that is kind of how it plays. Alright, perfect. Matt, Matt, if Dreadnought, like if Dreadnought's fun, blow your nose. If it's not fun, <laughs> uh, scratch your beard. I'm already scratching my beard. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you get around NDAs, boys, alright? Yeah. He's not disclosing, he's just doing certain actions. No, I, I, I didn't say anything. I was saying it's flawed because I was already scratching my beard. Of course, Matt. Oh, we know what you mean. I'm reporting you. Know. We know. Reporting you to the NDA police, alright? 911. Matt broke the NDA for this game. Alright, all right, well, my biggest news of the week. Whoa, uh, whoa, before we get the news, before we oh. get the news, we have a little uh, announcement. Oh, we have announcements. We'll be doing uh, a new segment at the podcast, the beginning. It's called the MMOs.com Game Show Extravaganza XX69, alright? Oh, I you gotta like get it. that 69 like in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Makes we discussed this in detail before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, basically. You forgot 420 Blaze. Yeah, 420 Blaze, MLG at then, of course, too. <laughs> so the segment, we're going to take like probably like te- uh, 10 minutes or so at the beginning of the podcast, or maybe in the pregame show even, so it won't be in the podcast, where basically we're going to ask questions, and the first one to get like a certain amount of points first wins. The question will be displayed on the stream, so everyone can participate, and if you get a certain number of things correct, you're going to win a prize. Next week, we'll be giving most likely a Black Desert online uh, beta key slash founders pack slash something of that, or, you know, something of that caliber. So if you want to participate, get some free Black Desert Online access because it is a you know buy-to-play game. So if you want to get free access, join us on the MMOs.com podcast extravaganza XX69420 Blaze MLG. This is like an incentive to watch live, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I think it'll be fun too. I like it. Yeah. Like Congrats on getting that right, by the way. Like you got it in the right order. I know. I- I'm very proud of myself too. <laughs> you know what? Before we get to some MMO news, because Shu and I did play some uh, Blade and Soul. A uh, little sneak peek video for what's coming up tomorrow. But no, not, maybe not tomorrow, because well, it'll, it'll probably come later tonight. It's oh, a, it's a one-minute-long video called Boob and Soul, all right? Oh, nice. I like it. I like this, it. This is, uh, this is definitely uh, definitely accurate to how physics works. Yeah, this, this, is, is this is how boobs work, guys. This Did you guys hear my work. theory on why the boob physics are so off in Asian games? Because there are none? Yeah, they, they, have, they have no boobs, so like they don't know how they work. So they, just <laughs> have, to, they have to like just make it up. They had to hire some white people to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you Man, know what's funny like... in that game? Mm. You ever notice when you talk to an NPC, their boobs fly? Yes. It, it, yes. It sense. It's like you're exerting force <laughs> on their chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's every NPC you talk to, it just jiggles the first second for some it's reason. It's really ridiculous. But I mean, I do want to say uh, the cosmetics in Blade and Soul are absolutely gorgeous, okay? Like the character models and just all different wardrobe options. You know, if you're if you like. Like fashionista stuff and MMOs, it's pretty solid. I'll yeah. give it that. Solid. A lot of a lot of cool weapons too. You can skin your weapon right away. Yeah. Doesn't cost that much either. I'm still using a level ten weapon skin that I did a long time ago. <laughs> that says a lot for the game because normally the low level skins kind of you know the dookie, but everything has its own nice self-contained aesthetic. Like I wanted that dumb hat from that wheel. From yeah, the, yeah, I got it too. The Chinko wheel. 
I, I did it 200 times and never got the hat. Really? Congrats. I'm so disappointed. That's really bad luck, though. Yeah, oh, I got terrible. the whole set. I saw that. I was, I was a bit. I got uh, it, like really quickly too. Jealous. Well, speaking of that, I was reading on Reddit the other day that um, apparently the Hong Moon coins are no longer able to be, like they're not drops or whatever anymore, and the other parts you have to like have a random chance at to get to craft them, the parts you craft them out of now, and. Some people are going upwards of 200 times and not getting a single part. Wow. Yeah, so th I think it crafts like one Hongmoon coin with multiple parts. <laughs> That's awful. What a weird name, <laughs> Hongmoon coin. Yeah, well, well that makes the sense in the game story, all right? Oh. The story. Story. Yeah. Wait, so do things cost quite a few Hongmoon coins now. So oh, oh, the cash shop's pretty expensive, by the way. Like, I was looking at the, the one of the outfits I wanted, the, like the schoolgirl outfit. It was like a solid twenty bucks for one yeah. outfit. I don't know. The tree of Savior's not too far off with their hair, their hair skins. But I feel like hey. I get more value out of a blade and soul outfit than a than one hairstyle and blade and soul. In a, in oh, definitely. Nothing I'm is so, ever uh... going to beat online with the monocle gate and the seventy dollars space monocle. It was a seventy dollars space monocle. Yes. I yes. Could, I oh my Direct God. your attention to uh, the picture I linked on the stream. This is uh, when a game has a. Uh, good story. <laughs> this, is, this is what people mean when they say an Asian game is a good story. This is on this is on Reddit. MMORPG. I, I thought it was pretty hilarious. This is a Skyrim mod, though. Yeah. But still, with somebody uh, identified Tyra. the from the background the hall. It's pretty mm -hmm. funny. That is, this is riveting. It's like <laughs> it's like a Tolkien story. You really don't get that anymore. Such <laughs> plot. Such plot. Much. Watch it for the plot. <laughs> Well, should we should we should we transition to some news? Some well, let's start with something news and controversial. We can discuss. Oh, this please, too. love right, that. So I got something um, controversial that's not uh, game related. If you guys want later, we'll save that for later. <coughs> All right. First bit of news here is about Trove. Oh, and uh, try on, try on, try on. Let's go show some Trove gameplay while we talk about Trove. So that's a great idea. I'll watch this trailer at the bottom. I'll here. show the launch trailer. That, that trailer is the one over there. Is not that great. No, you, you, you telling me this Minecraft-esque game has bad PvP? Come on. Come on, I didn't say it was bad PvP. <laughs> I said that trailer was kind of iffy. So Matt, All take right. it away. You brought this up and you wrote the news for this anyway. So basically, um, Trove was for a long time highly regarded because its cash shop was fair and basically like League of Legends where you could earn in-game cash and then use it to buy classes with, right? Yeah. Now, they're going to require you to pay for classes like with real money or trade on the auction house for a class coin that has to be bought by someone else with real money. So basically it's like class coin is now becoming Dax's Plex or WoW token. But um, people are up in arms and they're calling it pay to win and I'm, I'm sitting here like this just restricts your options. It's like if League of Legends made you pay for classes it, it wouldn't be like objectively pay to win, it would just you have would, to learn how to. If, play. It would make you pay to win, I would say in league. If you just don't have access to a certain like, character, and you know somebody picks a character, and like your pick kind of depends on you know what you can counter, how you can counter play, if it fits your team role. If you just can't play that character, in a well, league sense, it would be pay to win. I'm not that, saying it's necessarily pay to win in trove. That's not really pay to win. That's just you don't know how to play that character. It's not that you don't know. You just can't play that character. You you literally can't get him unless you pay for it with money. You know, but, but yeah, no. people are up in arms about this, and uh, it's just 
I don't really see the pay-to-win aspect in this, because in Trove, all of the combat basically comes down to, like, hack and slash, and if it were automated, it would not be much different than what it is right now, so, I mean, it, it all comes down to you sit there, you hit the enemies, and you make sure that your potions don't run out, and that's it. You're done. I mean... Well, yeah, that, yeah, you could you, you know you can describe the gameplay that way, but still restricting options. I agree. I don't think it's necessarily pay to win, <laughs> but it's it's I think it's a really bad move because a lot of people like Trove. They got so much good publicity from players, and it was a very it, it was doing awesome on Steam regularly. You know, in the top charts, people were saying they love being able to get all the classes in game. It, it made you work towards something, but now it's it's pissing off a lot of people. And Tryon has really been this week. Tryon's like, you know what? We feel like pissing off the internet today. Well, that's, well, that's a bigger think, story, right? How this? Well, I, I think what happened though is that they weren't making money because nobody was buying the classes, and there's no incentive to buy any of the stuff that you can't buy with um, qubits, which are the in-game currency. So I don't think they were making enough money off of Trove. So they said, "Hey, let's do this. Let's make some money." Okay. However, I mean, it's a really unrestrictive cash shop. All the core items were able to be bought with qubits, which means there's literally even, even like different mounts and various wings, like which help you fly, which are completely non-essential, but you can fly with them. They could all be bought with qubits. Okay, that's fair. I, I get, I get that they gave away too much, right? But let's be real. Like, what a bad decision. Why did this start with a more like? medium cash up and go and keep it that way. You can't start by giving away the house and then just not uh, take it down, you know? Well, you they might they might middle it out though because they went from one extreme to the other. I mean, they they could still middle it out. But you can't <laughs> go that direction, you know. You can't go more restrictive. You can always go more free and everyone will be happy, right? But if you start like free and then you go less free, you piss off so many people. I think I think the problem is uh Tryon didn't get free to play Right, start with even in Rift. Like I remember, I played. I actually played Rift back when, around when I first went free to play for a while, and I didn't spend a dime, even though I was playing it like eight hours a day. Right. Yeah. Um, I can't say I played Trouble as much, but I did play it, and I and I saw the you know the classes and I, I how, how I could unlock them. Right. Yeah. And I saw the path towards it every day doing the little quests, and I and I had no reason to spend money at all, zero zilch, no matter how much I played. So they do have to modulate it somewhere, but. Again, I don't think they did it, especially with Rift, I don't think they did it right. Well, the thing is, though, with Trove especially, you can still get classes for free. You just have to trade on the auction house with other players for class coins that they've bought. That's not bad. That's not okay. bad. But that, that's, that's the same system that everyone through uses, where you can trade yeah. you know, regular currency for premium currency. It's, it's still, it has to, at one way, be bought with cash. But it's still, you don't have to buy it. Okay, but why can't they just make it so, you like... I'd be okay with it if they just made it, like, twice as hard to get. You know, but, I, if it was too easy, I get that. You know, you don't want to make it but too that's, easy. Well, that still gives no incentive. They either make it so grindy that nobody wants to do it and they get pissed off that way, or they make it a paid-for thing and they get pissed more. off that way. I mean, I, not it, really. Completely I, different, guys. I, I, I hate games with, with dual currency systems for some whatever reason. Well, you need it for cash shops. No, you don't. You do. I don't know. How else can you do it? I don't know. You can buy the items. They're invisible. No, you, you don't. You don't need it with. You don't need it for cash shops. What they could do is they could all put it up for a dollar cost and That's just true. debit it straight off your credit card yes. instead of confusing the fuck out of you and yes. requiring you to buy yeah, money then, that you don't even need. Exactly. They couldn't I, get you to buy more coins than you need yes, to buy the premium status. Exactly. Like, and yeah. Like, it's like it's like it's like ten dollars buys you like fifteen this coins. Was, this was they need it. 
This was an argument of whether they need it. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because also, it's almost like when you use a credit card, you spend more money than you intend to if you use cash. It's the same way. They want to make it so oh, you're not spending any real money. You're spending coins, you know? <laughs> and it's like a gift card machines. You always have a little bit of coins left over, you know? Because you can never spend every penny of it. Because the system is designed. Almost every game designs it, so you always have something left over. So you end up like, I can keep this amount, or I can spend a little bit more and spend all my coins, you know? I, I, I don't know how it's going, but I like, in theory, I like the way that Skyforge did it. With all the currency trade and everything. Yeah, that's true. It did, it did seem more uh, streamlined, I guess. For somebody like, that just said he doesn't like multiple currencies, Skyforge should be like giving you a migraine, right? <laughs> no, it's just, in theory, it's how they did it was really good because you can get every single currency in-game or you can pay for one currency and trade it for other currencies. So all currencies are in-game currencies used for different things, and it's kind of like different resources rather than currencies. I still think it was a pretty terrible decision. Look, I get the fact that they need to make money. No one's disputing that they had to make money, okay? But, like, you have to look at it like this way. We have X number of players. By making the decision, we're going to lose quite, you know, a certain percent of our players by making you know, by pissing them off. Like, you want to get as many people in the game as possible and to figure out how to monetize them without losing them. I'm not saying okay. it's easy. but Well, here's the, here's the thing that I'm focusing on. People are fixating on the class thing, but they said that patron status may be required for certain in-game features in the future. Maybe. We don't know yet, but we also don't know what features they might do That's it true. for. And Wait. that is what I'm worried about. Do you know what this all sounds like to me with what Tryon's doing? Is and this, you know, this is just a guess. It's just that Tryon's games aren't doing well because the whales and everyone who would spend money have jumped to one of the millions of other games, you know, figuratively that have been releasing lately, right? When you have a market that this that's this big, you know, how do you retain the people that are going to be spending money in your game when they're likely to jump to whatever the next hot title is? Yep, I, I, I imagine people spending money in those games are now in Blade and Soul or whatever else there was. Uh, so, sure, it's pretty different than Blade and Soul. Yeah. But, but, but you are right, the audience is shrinking. Like, I, I pulled up the uh, Steam charts for this, mm -hmm. and it basically, since August, it's been red. Their player but look base. at the players online right now. 10,000? In Trove? minutes ago? It's absolutely amazing still. And like 20 of those... Like, 20 of those are probably paying, let's be honest, because of the way Trump's business model is. Also, another problem with this, this is more, you know, a problem with the free-to-play model is, for the client-based games, I think the whales are kind of dying down, because think about it, the people that have the capacity to spend lots of money, right, to support these games, where have they gone? They've been, they've been tricked, they've been duped into playing these shitty Chinese games, where they can spend $10,000, <laughs> or a mobile phone. game where they can spend $5,000. Yeah. You can't spend $5,000 on Trope. And you can't spend five thousand on Blade and Soul. You just can't. you also you also can't win by spending five thousand. Yeah. If you do spend that five thousand, you're not going to win, which is part of what whales like. They like winning by paying. Yeah. But I mean, you. I feel like just by those people are all their money is going is being funneled. I think more towards games that allow you to win, like pay to win, like games like browser games and mobile games, where where client based games still try to maintain somewhat of a balance between you know cash shop users and free users. I mean, for what it is, even though Trove, for both Rift and for Trove, for Trove, they made some pretty big changes this week, but it's still not as bad as the Chinese and mobile games. That's a whole other tier. Well, I think part of the problem is that free-to-play as a model is kind of built to be deceptive. You're supposed to be able to have the illusion of playing for free until you hit a certain point, and then you're supposed to have to pay at least a minimal amount because um, they have to stay open. But... I mean, the 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 thing is, it's it's deceptive. I mean, buy to play. We know we have to pay our upfront fee. Subscription. We know we have to pay monthly. 
But both subscription play. and buy to play have cash apps too now. Free to play, you don't, you can't play for free and expect the game to stay open. Like, look at, look at, but you, other games do it better, is what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying, you know, I'm just saying the avenue they took, I think, wasn't, wasn't like, right. Right now, I have no idea how Path of Exile is staying open because there is no way that even like 50% of their audience is buying cosmetics every single month. Well, look at uh, look at look at uh, Terra, and I, I think Blade of Souls model is going to work pretty well. Even though the, even though the cosmetics are expensive, I feel like you get value out of them because one, the character models are gorgeous, and the skins look pretty cool. All right, like I could see myself spending like 30 bucks, boom, get a new get a new outfit, boom. get a new hairstyle, you know. Yeah, but I would do it once in Blade and Soul. I would pick whatever outfit I really want. But when you think about it, uh, I'm not going to spend more than hundred dollars on Blade and Soul. Blade and Soul. No, like, there's almost no chance I'll spend more than hundred, right? But I could see myself getting to the hundred. And if I spend hundred, that's that's two retail games right there. You know, I make True. up for one per two people that didn't buy it. But you're not the you're not. I don't think you're representative of the. No, the, the average customer spends probably way more than hundred. The people that do spend money, so they usually more. Oh, than the 100. people that do spend money, yeah. sure. So. I'd probably be below average customer. Like Shirley, for example. No. What did she, how no, much, how much have you spent now? Uh, well, I'm actually going through their customer support right now because I feel like I got duped, but uh, I spent. Are you, are you crying foul? Buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually have a legit reason to be mad. Like, <coughs> um, they have this transmutation system, and I bought. Okay, okay, I was having a bad day. I was having a bad day, so I bought a bunch of these, like, $10 outfits, right? I want to say I bought, like, 8 of them or 10. T 10 to 8 of them. What game is this again? Play and Soul. Play and Soul. Okay. I bought 8 to 10 $10 outfits, and I salvaged them because you could fuse them together to craft this, um, outf this random outfit gacha, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, like, you know, I mean, whatever. It's, like... A unique outfit, you know, not a lot of people will have it, right? So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, I'll get one, right? Mm -hmm. Not having a good day, so I'll do it. And then I crafted it, and it failed. And I was like, wait a minute. You can fail this this $100, like, in real life? Because that's the only way to get the materials is, is to mm -hmm. salvage uh, cash shop items. There's, like, mm -hmm. no other way to get the materials to craft it. So I was like, wait, you can fail a craft that costs $100, like, USD? I was like, what? Looks like you got the and D. Then, and then it, like, didn't say anywhere that it could happen. So I was like, what the fuck? Right? And so, like, I've been messaging them. I'm, I'm not even asking for a cash re refund. I'm asking for, like, NC coin refund. And they were like, yeah, our translation is bad. By the way, the translation is fucking horrible in that game. I don't know if you've been through that yet, Omer, but... A lot of the talents, <clears throat> the talents refer to skills that just don't exist in the game, and like, it, it's all messed up. And they're like giving me a hard time by reading. I'm like, come on, guys! Like, your your translation is is trash. It doesn't like tell you anything. Like, it's it's unfair. And they're telling me like, oh, well, our systems don't have the the capacity to to you know deal with this kind of problem so uh keep a lookout on the forums and we'll let you know. I'm like no i'm like no i want my money now dude like look i've spent like 300 dollars on your game don't fuck me over you know like oh my god dude i think and, what yeah. they're trying to tell you is no refunds Let's deal with it <laughs> i mean it should tell you though if you can fail or not i i accept that i mean 
I mean, also, what does it cost them? What does it cost with the refund shoe anyway? Nothing. They, they're refunding our funny money, NC coins. Who cares? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not asking oh. for... NC coins are like the new Bitcoin, guys. Come on. Yeah, real world value. Yeah. You mean the new yeah, Bitcoin? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not asking them. Here, I can actually bring up the email and show you guys. Gonna... <laughs> I mean, I, we, we, we believe you, shoe. The technology just isn't there yet, right? I want to read what they said. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like a lot of bullshit, pretty much. It's like... Uh... I want to bring up something else in... In blatant soul terms, I get it. So you, you, you grant you over your endcoin refund. Okay, it's like I personally understand that you want to be compensated. However, um, blah 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 blah. Again, where is it? The... Should should they basically tell you to deal with it? Deal with it. Deal with it, Shio. Okay. Yep. Any information about compensation or reimbursement is not yet available. Like what the fuck? What does that mean? Like, it means the game we, is haha. We have your money. Jeez. Yeah. She, I told you earlier. If you if you're persistent, you'll get your money. You'll you'll get it. Just just keep pressing them. And just rest, rest, rest assured that like rest assured that your development team is working around the clock to quickly resolve this confusion. It's like okay, they're yeah, trying to resolve the confusion. Too. They admit there's a fucking confusion. Like what the fuck? You know? Like come on. Oh my god. What what they're saying is. Please wait until we fix the description, and then we can blame you for not reading it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's uh, some MMO Korean logic right there. I'm gonna keep. They're 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 like they're like. Well, um, I was like, can I talk to a lead? They're like, well, the lead is gonna tell you the same thing. I said, I don't care. I want to talk to a lead or your manager, whoever the, f the hell mm -hmm. takes care of your shit, because it's not right. Yeah. Uh, you should uh, tell uh, them the customer is always right. Peace. Well, I, don't, I don't really believe in you, that. You should so, say, yeah. look at this screenshot. I assure you I was misled, right? And then LinkedIn Lemon Party. That's a good <laughs> idea. Great idea. That's, I, feel like that's, that, I feel like that's the only avenue to take right here. Oh, man. It'll show them who's in charge. Or, I mean, my advice is, um, you know, just don't spend that much money on games. <laughs> you know I mean, why would, you, why would you fuck over someone that spends that much money on your game? I don't understand. Like... It's like, it doesn't make sense. It's like, don't you want them to be happy so then they spend more? It's yeah. retarded. Anyway, I want, to, I want to say one more thing about Blade and Soul before we move on to something else. Because, uh, I mean, it's still a popular game, but... I feel like somebody made this comment on the YouTube video. And I've, I've been hearing this a lot, actually, so... What do you guys think if Blade and Soul was split into two different games? Because let's be real. The PvP, uh, they say, is the main cell, okay? And from what I'm seeing, it totally is. In fact, a lot of people say the PvE is very lackluster, too. Like you get to max level through a very average experience. Though I do like the gameplay, so it's still an average PV experience, but the gameplay makes it slightly more fun. But the PPs where the arena PvP is what everyone's really looking to play. So yeah, but yeah. you can level up in PvP, right? So yeah. you earn experience for every win, and then I felt that levels one to fifteen was the game's version of the tutorial. And then once you hit fifteen, you could just sit in the Yeah, but you don't arena. you don't, but the way you don't you don't have all the skills unlocked. You automatically get Boost level 45 oh, I, I stats, but your skills yeah, are yeah. unlocked and your talents are unlocked. So yeah, only I, when you get to 45 do you get everything. Mm -hmm. Well, how about based on that description, instead of making two games, just turn it into a PvP arena game? No, but, but yeah, who cares? Like that's the thing. Like I think one of the reasons MMORPGs are doing so bad, like recently, is their their entire leveling experience is so like retarded. Like you just 
you just click around with one one hand. Can you, know, you gather like, some well, lemons for me? I think part of the problem is they realize that nobody gives a shit about the leveling experience. They just all want to get to the end game and play whatever's at the end game. So they put minimal effort into it because it's just all about yeah. sticking to tradition. It's still tradition. That's yeah. true. That's true. A lot of games. The, the only reason they have the leveling is out of tradition. So, mm -hmm. Like, they don't even want to be MMRPGs. They just are, for some reason. But it it, it helps set up, the, like, the world, too, because... I don't know. It's not really. It's you can't have a good world without a good leveling. PvP arena, who gives a shit about the world? Exactly. I don't care what Matt, the world Matt, 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 I want to walk around and show off my cosmetics. I can't do that in a lobby-based PvP game. You just can't. Just have a like one. Have, the whole game is one city that's persistent, right? Of people running around talking to like yeah, little they, enchanting they winning putt country club. That's yeah, place. yeah. There you go. Yes. Okay, that's perfect. They, right. I there's some merit to the art. Shoot, what do you think about that? Because you know you you played the most out of us, but I feel like I I just want to get the max levels on the PvP. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a new game, so it's, I, I don't know if they should be doing that right away, but maybe in the future. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying they should do it. I'm just saying I feel it's like it's not a new game, though. That's the thing. Yeah, it's not a new game. It's from 2012. It's a, okay, it's a new game in the West, and that, that's, the that's, that's the context. That's the context. That doesn't it. mean anything, though, no. because it's already been marketed to millions of other people who could have said the same thing, for all we know. I, I just feel like the PvP is fun. Let people do it right away, or at least. If you, one thing they could fix right away, I think, is if when, once you get to 15, you do arena PvP, right? It should give you all the skills and all the talents only when you're doing PvP, and then uh, problem I, I, solved. I think that's a that's a good alternative. Good middle ground. What's the point of you know? What's the difference you know like between having it and not having it in PvE in only PvP? I mean, they already boost you to 45, and they give you um, yeah. like comparable gear already. At, yeah. You know what's the point in not doing that? I guess. Um, they didn't want to like make a separate talent tree for only PvP, but I mean they should have done that. It's like, what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, to me, Blade and Soul, from what I've seen, doesn't even like you guys said. The, because there's such a big disconnect between the instance PvP and and like the the lackluster leveling, like it just doesn't seem like a coherent MMORPG that I would like. It, it's still fun. I'm enjoying myself. It, it just does feel easy, but it, there is that... Again, the PvE isn't, like, necessarily bad. It's just very... You've average. done it already. It's, yeah, it's but, nothing new. You, you, you go to the quest up, get all the quests, you do the quests. Like, but do you feel any connection to the environment? Like, or is you just running through it? No, like, but more so than other no. games. There, you do get the cool cutscene and stuff, which... Which the environments are gorgeous. On maxed out settings, I think the game looks great. Yeah. I don't understand the comments that say it looks bad, maybe on lower settings. Uh, but maxed out, I think the game, especially with the UI turned off, it has that distance blur, Black Desert does too, and it makes it look really polished, smooth, oily. Everyone's oily. oiled up. Because the characters are oiled up. Their boobs yeah, are nice are. and oiled up. Somebody <laughs> asked when uh, H1Z1 is going to come out. Uh, never. 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 There you go. Nobody knows. Knows. Never. When, whenever know. Quest Next comes out. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I look at Blade and Soul and there, there's something. I mean, I don't know if it's just like the entire thing looks like it has this orangey-yellow tint over it or whatever. It's something about the graphics just bothers me. It really? really I, I love them. Bothers me. Yeah, I, I think I, it looks I fantastic. Google, I Google at my character sometimes. Just like take it off the interface. I'm like, damn. The character yeah, without that, great. For some reason, interfaces totally ruin... The aesthetics of a game world for me, and I started noticing it with Black Desert, but Blade and Soul especially too. Cause yeah. It's such it's night and day. You, you know what the funny thing is though, if you try to turn off the interface, you can't play anymore. Why? I mean, you could technically. Technically, but like yeah. I, 
I mean, I've tried doing it, and I can't. I, I, I can can't. grind mobs. I couldn't PvP with the inner yeah, space off. You, you can could grind if you're mobs. Pro. Yeah, I, I ain't pro, and I ain't going pro anytime soon. I'm too old what? to go pro. You're washed up, kid. Washed I am. Up. I'm the uh, I'm Rocky's trainer, an old drunk who just can't go pro. Can I talk about Black Desert Online yet? Yeah, let, let's go to Black Desert. Let's Online. transition to another beautiful all right, all right. game. Black so we're talking about great games. We're first. talking about great games here. You know, no, great games. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, that, a great looking game. Great looking. Great looking my games. Bad, my bad. My bad. My bad. Take what is this? screenshot anyway for the for this great looking game? I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, Did you notice anything on the screenshot? It's underlined for you. Let me take a look. It was on Reddit yeah. today. I thought it was pretty funny. Well, that was on Reddit a while ago. <laughs> People were just bringing it back up because yeah. yep. they're being salty about everything. Because it's hilarious. That's funny. That's funny. Is this real? Yeah. What are we? What's going it, on? This is real, boys. Well, well they do. They I mean, honestly, why not just copy? Like, there's nothing to be original with this stuff. So well, I, I agree. There's no reason. To be, I, I have no problem with the copy paste. It's just hilarious that they did an awful job of copy pasting and leaving that part in. Yeah, oh, holy crap! Funny. That's a big mistake. <laughs> it's nice. a hilarious mistake. Well, that was actually before the um, Founders Packs really went live. It yeah. was, um, they accidentally made it public Yep. before they were ready. So it, this wasn't actually advertised. It was somebody stumbled upon the Founders Pack page on their, you know, domain. So I, they, were, I, they weren't done with it. They clearly copied and pasted it as a format. But they, they left that part in. I'm sure they fixed it when it actually became public. So here are the uh, real I, Founders Packs right now. The, the best part about it, though, is everybody's like, oh, no, these prices are too high. They can't be finalized. And I'm like, they're probably going to be the prices. And then they came out, and it was the prices. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Black Desert Online. No? Really? No. Well, it's going to come I, out March 3rd. That was the news. That's the release, the official release date. Yep. Um, I, I, what's up? Oh, no, just keep going. Oh. Uh, if you buy it ahead of time, you get... If you buy the middle mid-tier pack, you get two days pre, uh, pre-release time or whatever, and then the complete pack or the hundred-dollar one gives you, four, I think, four days. Uh, you can play four days before release, which I thought was kind of weird, but four days. Wow. I don't know. What, what is that? What does that mean? How can you play a half a week before me just because you paid a hundred dollars? Is it is it worth the extra fifty bucks? I don't know. I don't think so. Not really, because you're not gonna you're gonna be playing with nobody. It's gonna be like just people who paid a hundred dollars. Those those are your <laughs> friends. You paid a hundred dollars too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's be friends. That oh, was okay. literally the Albion Island experience we had. You know, we, yeah. we started going on and everybody spent like a hundred bucks. <laughs> no? Yeah, um, I I think Black Desert is a lot better visually, but there's one thing that really killed it for me. Like, I really wow. like the spell effects, I really like the character designs and everything, but dear god, the foliage pop in. Like, even on the highest settings, it is so noticeable, watching the grass line just go out in front of you. Really, in the highest settings, I didn't notice... That's not really not a notice. deal breaker, come on. On low it's, settings it's when we were trying to record, it's I noticed It's that. not a deal breaker, but it's annoying. It is very annoying. I was looking forward to Black Desert Online until I'm playing. I'm enjoying Blade and Soul still. I mean, I might not. I might stop enjoying Blade and Soul by the time March third rolls around, but I'm still enjoying Blade and Soul. So my 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 uh, itch for a game is kind of satisfied right now. Oh, uh, that's nice. All right, for me, I think I think I'm gonna try Black Desert. I'm try to see how far yeah, I can get. I'm also gonna try Black Desert. All right, Sean, you and me. Let's do it. We're gonna do it. From um, I haven't really gotten to play it because of the VPN thing with the Russian one. But what I played of it, one thing I'm really concerned about is that the whole, what is it? You can own buildings and produce things or something and towns. I can't remember, but whatever it is, that part sounds really kind of shallow. I guess it seems like it was tacked on. And Probably that me a little right, bit. but uh, it's I guess it's better than not having it. Like that's the thing. Like when even when we played Black Desert during that. Uh, Alpha. I think Alpha Sunday Funday, whatever it was we did. Mm -hmm. 
like just walking around between towns and stuff, like seeing the NPCs, you know, walking around the buildings populated. It was cool. It just it kind of brought back that whole feeling of like a of a persistent virtual world, right? An MMORPG. Where so many games I play today, just it just just feels like I'm just checking boxes, you know? Like it doesn't feel like a world. I've been waiting here for thirty years to give you this quest. <laughs> I've never even moved. <laughs> but I, I agree with Aaron in a way because the game. It doesn't feel like a Korean MMORPG, does it? It almost has exactly. a, vibe, a Western yeah. vibe to Good it. Point. Yeah. That's the one thing I noticed watching this trailer again. It really doesn't... Like, Blade Soul, it looks like a Korean MMORPG, you oh, know? Heavily. This could have been Western, you know? Not that Western is better. It's just the art style and no, the it's better. It's presentation. Better. It's better. <laughs> well, I think you're objectively wrong, though. Look at the most popular MMORPGs in the world. They're Asian games. Well, yeah, for other Asian Icarus people. Icarus Online right now is... Not even in the West, and it's one of the most popular MMOs right now. Well, Icarus again doesn't look; it looks kind of uh, Korean, right? But it, but not really. It still it actually looks like Black Desert to me a lot in, in the, the ground part. Yes, I think this is a little unfair. Which one? Like judging what? it based on aesthetics and it I mean, looking it's, quote it's unquote. Just I mean, no. we're not giving the game a pat. We're not writing yeah. the review. You know, it's just. We're just, you know, bantering. Nah, you, you don't think Black Desert has a distinct, like, not not like Korean look to it? I, the character no. models are Korean, but the world and the graphic style doesn't No, look I, just, I, I think it just looks triple A. Like, a lot of... What does that mean? Games it means, it means white. Are, but <laughs> it, it looks very, like, high-end. You know what I mean? Okay. It, it just looks high-end. And I think what you guys are trying to say by Korean... Is just the like lower end. No, Blade no, looks no, gorgeous. no. But the art style is Korean. See, here's the thing, right? Korean MMOs, that are East Asian MMOs, are they default to an anime aesthetic? If that's if that's a better way to describe okay, it. Okay, so that's what you guys are saying. Yeah, it still there? looks great. Black Blade and Soul is is I still say it looks gorgeous, maxed out and everything. I Blade and Soul is, it feels much so guys, more. So you guys are saying the whole. Anime aesthetic, then. Yeah, that's what you're saying. It looks. That's yeah. Like, I guess like, realistic it's versus. Hard to put the words. Yeah, real, no, I got it. Realistic. Black Black Desert Online looks realistic. Trying to look realistic. Yes. While Blade and Soul, not as much. Have you seen the proportions on Blade and Soul characters? They all look like they were on Nero's stretcher. Everyone is just elongated, like Gumby, just stretched out like Play-Doh. Well, see it's what ridiculous. Well, see, I thought you guys were trying to say that they look lower end. It's because no. like. No, even Eloa, like it claims triple A, but you look at it and it looks really? like mid. No, they literally claim triple action, not triple no, A. No, they, they did claim triple A too. They said A must stand for so action. So they can't say triple action, triple A. It just sounds weird. Action, action, action. <laughs> they they claimed that they had a triple A budget. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I could blow a triple A budget too, uh, and, I'll, and I'll give you RPG makers. As, so. as a hooker, <laughs> blow. It doesn't matter how the budget doesn't make it triple A. Maybe but pay uh, off a mortgage. You, you do realize that there are Western MMOs that have an anime aesthetic and are almost indistinguishable from popular Korean MMOs, right? Like, like what? Wildstar, sure. that's it, maybe. No, are, uh, no Wildstar definitely feels Western. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like Wildstar could have passed off as Asian. Nope. Yeah, Wildstar no. is a is a uh, WB not, Saturday morning cartoon. It's not passing my test. Sure wow. hates Wildstar. That's what I've learned. I hate it. I can't. Wow. Well, speak, this is a good transition because Wildstar is predicted to not do too well coming in 2016. Big surprise there. Yeah. Expecting uh, zero revenue from uh, the biggest Korean investment bank. Well, NTSoft expect to make almost zero dollars 
from Wildstar at Q4 look 2016. At, look how surprised I look. It is cartoony, not animation. So <laughs> it, it reminds you of almost the the art style in Overwatch too. It's, it has, it does have a Western and a cartoony look. But I think I feel like, Overwatch looks nicer. <laughs> I think Overwatch looks more Western than than uh than uh. Keep them just Wildstar. Wildstar, yeah. Or is that just me? Uh. Well, guys, well, why don't you guys are figuring that out? Wildstar is coming to Steam in 2016, so I think that'll open it up to a bigger audience. That might help them out. Day one. I think that, yeah, if the day they went free to play, yeah, why didn't they, they should have been on uh, Steam. Yeah. What is, is, there, is there some reason that there's an aversion to Steam, especially as a free to play title? Well, there is. They get 30% cut, over 30% cut of all the But money. say it's a free to play title, what are they getting a cut of? Uh, the cash shop. Game transactions? No, yeah, they that? aren't. No, they aren't. Really? No, they aren't. They only, get a, they only get a cut out of stuff they buy on the Steam platform, right? Yes. So if they, yeah. don't, if they don't hook like the premium cash, status. If they, don't, it. Yeah. if they don't hook the cash shop or the subscription into the Steam platform, they don't, Steam doesn't get any money. So why would Steam be hosting their? I'll tell bandwidth? you. Very often you'll see on Steam when you go to the like the Neverwinter page, the the whatever game MMO you go on, right? It'll say buy this bundle, you know, a Steam only yeah. bundle. Like you can unlock certain things. So when you buy through Steam, you get it. And some games do have some stuff through Steam. And I'm sure like Steam nudges the big games, like okay, you want to use our platform, have a Steam only bundle, you know, it'll encourage more sales. Hmm. And then they probably will have a Steam bundle, but again, it won't be a big percent of all their revenue. Well, I, I think part of the reason there's an aversion to Steam with MMOs is that they're already building a community on their own launcher platform or in their own thing, and they don't really need another community in their community. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's kind of like... Art Games has its own platform for MMOs, but a lot of those MMOs are smaller here in the West. Yeah. A lot of the... But a lot other... of those games are on Steam now, too. Including Swords yeah. Online, which just went on Steam. I, I like Wildstar. I'm, I'm talking about like Sword and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking those. They're 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 kind of smaller here in the West. They're they're doing well, but they're not like mega off. popular. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. So they're probably using that as a platform for them to get more users. But the ones that are already doing well have no incentive to go to Steam because they have their own community. They're self-contained within their own little launcher platform and I think that's why they don't and that's why you don't see like WoW and Hearthstone Hearthstone on Steam even though you see Call of Duty which is Activision's biggest franchise on Steam yep Blade and Soul Steam yes or no uh, I, I, th I think it should be but they're not going to yet because they still they don't need to there's no like I think a lot of these Decisions for every game. It's almost reactionary. Nobody does anything proactively. They wait till something starts going bad, like, okay, we gotta fix something, you know? And then if, if, if less people start going on Blade and the Soul, then we'll see it go on Steam. That's fair. Uh, what else? So, Blade and Soul, apparently, I mean, well, Wildstar's supposed to be getting a content update too, right? Like an expansion or something? Uh, no, well, I don't know about Wildstar. I know, uh, I know Blade and Soul is for February 10th. Uh, just getting a content update. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're gonna call it a expansion. Alright, so something funny just happened in the chat. This guy uh, said, Guild Wars 2 failed. That's why it's the most profitable game under NCSoft, right? Because he was talking to somebody else talking smack about Guild Wars. And I said, it's not. Lineage 1 is the most popular game. And he had the perfect response. I retain the right to spout nonsense on the internet. <laughs> 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 Which is just perfect. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, the rules are in there. Just say whatever you want. Hope the way fact checks it. And then retain the right to spout nonsense. 
And just you can share this on the Steam the the, the, the thing again because it shows the the revenue for Wildstar, Guild Wars 2, and Blade and Soul. And of course, these are just projections. And I don't know if they kept an account of the Blade and Soul Western launch, which they probably did because these these projections came out on the nineteenth. Yeah, that's probably why they're showing an uptick, right? Yeah, but I mean, did they expect this kind of uptick in America? I mean, all those queues. A lot of people bought premium just to get on, and people are spending money in game. You know, I, I see the premium skins. I will say the. The Blade and Soul launch kind of reassured me that the genre is still alive and that there is a demand, right, yeah. for uh, for an MMORPG specifically, not not just an arena. Like whether, because most people buying it probably don't know exactly what it is. They just know it's an MMORPG. They don't know it's an arena PvP game in disguise, right? Yeah, because it does feel like a bit like an arena PvP game. And, but yeah, but I think people are buying and trying it because there's such an itch still for that big, you know, legit MMORPG. Yeah, I wish I relived well, that that love of MMO. I can't really say about the MMORPG community at large, but from what I read of the MMORPG subreddit, a lot of people are really pedantic, and they'll they'll be like, "This sounds great, except for one feature," and I'm not even going to like try it because of this one feature. And I'm sitting there like, "You're serious right now? That this one feature is going to kill this entire game?" Yeah, that does make sense. There's very few features that are just deal breakers like that. There, but there are a lot of people that do that, and I've read it over and over and over, and I don't know if it's like the majority of people or just the vocal minority. But... Can you give an example of one feature that has so much contention that it would make people uh, not want to do that? I don't remember offhand. I, just... uh, I, I know one. Remember Matt said the, the foliage and the Black Desert Online just rubbed the wrong way? So there you go, Matt. You fit the community that the stereotype perfectly that you just described. <laughs> It's not going to keep me from playing the game. It's just annoying. It's it, it's annoying. I hate watching pop in like that. <laughs> I mean, like, for me, it's like if the gameplay isn't compelling, then I just get bored. But the gameplay, it, yeah, the gameplay is important, obviously. That's oh, I... here, I got one. Hmm. Most of them, the majority of the genre is still tab targeting. People will go, oh, it's a tab targeting MMO. I'm going to not try it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. why are you playing MMOs then? I mean, I mean, I I wouldn't play an MMO that was like, unless it had like something else that was like even more compelling that like came up like it, it like if if a game was like oh it's a tab targeting like wow uh, wow style MMO I just wouldn't play it. Yeah, you you've had your fill of wow style MMOs. Yeah, I'm just I've played so many of them that I'm bored of it, and huh. I mean that's what draws me to Blade and Souls that it's a fresh new combat, right? Yeah, but like. The combat is not pulling it all for me. Like, I'd rather shoot and myself. The combat play is solid. Uh, you'll play arenas and then you'll you, see. You, you gotta play like you gotta play arenas and you gotta play later. Cause, um, I felt the same way too, Erhan, in like the first couple of levels. But once you get to like, I want to say twenty-five-ish, when you start to actually get your combos, you kind of see like how it's the combat. Skill, it's gets, genuinely skill-based. I guess your it depends what matters. you want from an MRPG, right? Like for me. Like combat in real life, like I, I guess the MMORPG is kind of like trying to be like a world, right? Like an Ultima Online or whatever. You're walking around, you get ganked, you fight. It's 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 like it's like real life. Uh, there's a big yeah, build yeah, up, we'll, but we'll the battle is quick, right? But in Blade and Soul, you, I, I don't like the whole instance arena thing. I should so you say. have you have world PVP too. Yeah, world PVP is fine. That's is. fine. I, have it. I do I do a lot of world PVP, and like if you're like pretty good and pretty decently geared, like you can be really strong. Like if you know what you're doing in PVP, like like. I logged in the other day to like, I want to say like four dudes ganking me, and like two of them were the same. Like they were at max level, and I killed all of them. And like you can do that if you like, you know what you're doing in the game. 
if you're good enough, you'll always win. If people are if, are super trashy, like they won't even be able to hit you. That's like the kind of PvP that it is. It's yeah. not like yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Stepping back a bit, <laughs> um, I, 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 I take issue with the whole tab targeting is automatically bad thing. I think like any other combat system, the thing is, it has to be fluid and it has to be good. Like shooters, people will continuously play shooters that barely change under the condition that it plays well. It has to be smooth, it has to play well. That's like literally it. Yeah. But the shooting the shooting in in the in the shooter is like part of like the core gameplay of the shooter as And for a, a long time tab targeting was part of the core gameplay of MMORPG. Yeah, but it's not cutting it anymore because there's so many other action type games and it's not even that it's like when you're playing a shooter, all the other elements are what define the shooter. It's not the combat. Whereas, like an MMO, like the combat defines like a lot of the game, right? Like, that, like it's not, it's not, it's not, that's, the, it's that's not the fact. Problem. That's a core it's, problem with MMOs, though, not with combat. I say combat it's, is not the main reason people play a game. It's a, it's a it's, big feature, but it's, it's not like big, FPS. It's a big feature, but it's like in an FPS, it's like when you you point and you click. That's just like. Kind of a core feature, yeah. Sure. Let's pretend, yeah. hypothetical MMO, okay? Okay. Best crafting system in the world, okay? okay. You find it unbelievably fun, right? Uh-huh. Best player houses in the world, you find it unbelievably fun. Best, like, social features, best cosmetics, right? Mm-hmm. But tap targeting, is that a deal breaker for you? Where everything else is just so good that makes you want to, like... No, I, I, I said that earlier. Yeah, I, yeah. Said that, I said that the other things in the game have to be way more compelling, but, like, I am less inclined to play the game if you tell me it's tap targeting. But it's like, not a deal breaker. Not 100%. Okay. That's, okay, that's you, the key. What I think is outdated, personally, speaking of that guy going on about outdated tab targeting, is games without cover shooting. A lot I of mean, games don't have but, that, though. Exactly. But it's outdated. Games are moving to cover shooters slowly. Console games are. Well, some tactical PC games are, too, but still. Counter-Strike is a benchmark. Okay, what Counter-Strike does is the, is the mainstream for PC gaming. But it's outdated. It's the same formula it's been using since 1999. It's, it's, yeah. it's different, though. I mean, no, like... it's the same formula. Come on. What changed between CS 1.6 source and okay, CS so if, if I so No, no, say- I'm saying that the gameplay in Counter Strike is different. Like it's yes, it's very it, it's tactical in a different way than cover shooting. Like in in those cover shooting games, like it's more about like you know flanking your enemy. But in this one, it's kind of more about reading what they're gonna do in Counter Strike. I, 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 def- I I'm gonna defend tap targeting here. When we played Wildstar, right? <laughs> you remember like the skills were dodgeable and shit, but it was still kind of it was still tap targeting, right? You remember we kind of dueled too? All, all, us four, or whatever, I think? I didn't like Wildstar, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> have nothing to add. You still had skill shots. Yeah, you had in, skill shots. It was Wildstar. fluid. Wildstar was a kind of a fun combination where it took what I think of as traditionally in MOBAs like, and combined it with tab targeting. And I, I enjoyed the combat system. For whatever reason I didn't play Wildstar is beyond the combat, but I think that was a good blend, and I think that it shows that it was trying to evolve. Like, like the tradition. Example, I didn't play Blade and Soul. I don't want to compare it to that, but Terra. People told me, like, I remember when that Terra came out. The whole hype was, like, action combat, right? Yeah, it was solid. Terra is ass. Like, the, the combat in a while, even... What? what are you talking about? I hated Terra. I'd rather shoot myself than play Terra. I, the combat in okay, Wildstar. I really liked Terra, and it was because the healing experience was great. You had to aim and target people and actually, like, you mean, like plan poop, out your heals. Let's, let's hear... Okay, so combat in Star Wars: The Old Republic, which is tab target, and Wildstar, tab tab target, just felt so much more 
hands-on, even though it was tab targeting to me, then it, it didn't terror. You could parry your max level character in Star Wars uh, Old Republic, but you have a thousand skills, right? Which is just stupidly designed anyway. Well, I got you, that last level. You're level 10 character in Terra, where you had like four skills. How is that a fair comparison? Even at level 10 in Star Wars, I felt like, zoom, 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 I'm no, doing no, shit. You didn't. Picking shit up, like rocks were flying. What are you talking flying. about? You haven't played, no, Terra just felt like, I don't know, it just felt like, you know what it felt like? It felt like every other free-to-play Korean grinder. No. Okay. Okay, here, I've got a great example of how action combat is sometimes worse. Okay, Neverwinter, where you lock in your place, you have to stand still while you're casting spells. Why the hell would you have action combat where you have to stand still while casting? You know, I never thought about that, but that makes sense. Because I played Neverwinter to almost max level before I quit. And, yeah, it, it's weird that you well, have to stand still. You're, you're channeling energy from the earth. It comes up to That's the bottom bullshit. of your it comes up to the bottom of your feet, and if you move, you break the energy channel. But that's, that's just, that's just channeling. Was it, was it the same way with auto attacks, too, or no? I don't remember. I quit in, the, like, level 5 because I was tired of standing still while casting. I got way further than you. Guys, I just want to note that the every... people in the comments are agreeing with me on Terra, so I feel vindicated. I'm, I'm glad I got off my chest that I, I didn't like Terra. You, you're but not I'm, vindicated, because it, you're, you're still wrong. It's one thing if you have to stand still when you're tab targeting. You're standing still most of the time when you're tab targeting anyways. Yeah. But to have to stand still in action combat is just so bullshit. Every spell in D&D in that game is a ritual, okay? <laughs> one, one minute cast time. <laughs> you have to draw the circle on the ground. Yeah. You know what's funny is um, in D&D, in, in D &D, like, most of the spells are instant cast. <laughs> How fucking hilarious is that? <laughs> I did like Neverwinter, though. I did like Neverwinter. But, I mean, no. I, I thought I thought the combat... Well, I'm comparing to Blade of Soul now because I've played that more recently. I thought, uh, Blade of Soul's combat is way more fun. And talking about the stopping in Neverwinter reminded me, like, how much I appreciate when I play uh, Blade of Soul. I just jump around auto-attacking sometimes. It just feels nice to just always be jumping around, dodging enemies and auto-attacking, and moving while attacking. You, you know, moving while attacking is a solid feature, right? Yeah. A lot of games have that, though. Even tab target games have that stuff like that. Did you days. guys yeah. get to max level in Terra at all? No, no. I, know, I know you did. It was actually pretty fun, the combat. But I, I played the tank, though, so I, I don't know what you played there, huh? Maybe... I mean, I was there day one in Terra on the Western version, like like when it was pay-to-play, like the beta, everything. I was so <laughs> hyped. I played it. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm just I'm just playing a Korean grinder, like, oh, and I'm paying for it. Why? I just... <laughs> um, I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like every other Korean Maybe game, Maybe you picked... You picked like, the wrong class, all right? Something that, that yeah, didn't vibe with you because. Support. Are we talking about Terra again? Sorry, yeah. I yeah. Out. Um, yeah, Terra was a different game when it was pay to play. It was balanced differently. It was a lot harder. You actually needed to use teamwork to take down Bams. I mean, it was a completely different game. Dude, Bams are so fun, dude. Freaking love Not Bams. anymore. Huh? <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, dude, that's oh. so much fun in <coughs> PvP in Terra and like PvE. Like, there's, like, the frame canceling and all sorts of fun stuff you could do. Combos. Uh, Terra, I mean, Blade and Souls kind of fell in the same gap that Terra did back then, when it came out. The gameplay's a lot different, though, than Terra. I think Blade and Soul has been surprised people in the West how it's doing. I think, I think it already surprised people how quickly it got a million users. It definitely mm -hmm. it definitely surprised in popularity, but I, I don't think the pop's going to last. Uh, I mean, it never I, does. It, but the pop never lasts. It, it, it's going to dip, but we'll, I, I don't think it's going to dip much. It's going to stay, stay, and then it might rise again even. It's the only MMO that, that offers what it offers, I think. Yeah, it's, it's actually unique, okay? Like, genuinely different. 
Well, what did I say it was the other day? I was like, I, I did like a double. You, you did really <laughs> very unique. unique. Very unique. Yeah, and you can't be very unique. The grammar uh, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, I, I want to bring up a piece of news. We're talking about popularity of games and stuff. So, right. this uh, last week, uh, a classic MMORPG made it to Steam, finally. And that game is Night Online. <laughs> this well, game has 23,000 people playing it right now. That's impressive. <laughs> And this game is like from, I think it's from 2004 or 2002 or something. And it looks disgusting for a game that's 2004 or 2003. <laughs> and it's apparently pay to win. Oh, yeah, it's of oh, course. It is, it is, that's, that's for sure. I also point out that those numbers aren't just impressive, they're huge. That puts Night Online in the top 20 most on popular Steam. games on Steam. It, it's more popular than Trove, more popular than Terra. It's sitting above Look what this game looks like. I've never actually played that game. I once downloaded it, saw that the queue was going to be like an hour or something, quit, and never tried again. But when a game has a queue, it tells you something. It tells you the game is pretty hella popular. You know what's crazier when you look at the Steam chart? Mm -hmm. is Not only is Night Online popular, but looking at every other game, it's pretty much the only traditional MMORPG in this top 20 list. Night yeah. Online, most popular MMORPG on Steam. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts. Thoughts on that? Uh, it's. I did a video for it. It's. It's full. Of, it's full of Turkish players. Yeah, <laughs> Turks our, love that game. It's our bread and butter. <laughs> Why? What is it? Do you got? I mean, uh, well, since you're the resident Turks. Some guy left a comment. I read some Turkish guy. He's basically. It was like the back in the early 2000s. It was the first free-to-play game uh, translated to Turkish. Okay. So and it, they they're like the only company that actually targeted that market, and. Being old and uh, low low graphics was helpful in the early 2000s in Turkey. Right, right. People played on really old computers in PC centers. Like, they didn't have computers at home. Yeah. So, it was... I remember, we, when I when we were kids, we went to Turkey. We'd go to the cyber cafes. And the only games people could play were, like, Counter-Strike 1.6. 1.6 and, yeah. and this. And StarCraft 1. Those, yeah. are the, those are the games that were played in the net cafes. And everybody loves their first MMO. So, yeah. there it is. Yeah. I played Dota yeah i um no i disagree like my first mmo was clan lord and i can't go back to it, it oh. it's too old now well so again not everything ages the same way either but this shows the importance of first to market i mean you learn that guys in business school or something but first to market matters a lot which is why night online is unbelievably popular in turkey <coughs> like 90 percent of the player base is turkish but the game is in English, so if you want to check out the most popular MMORPG on Steam, you can. <laughs> yeah, be... will, I, will I get some donuts? Oh, no. Oh, will I get yeah, donuts if, if I play? <laughs> the, the Steam review is 34% positive, really? People leaving negative reviews from Night Online? Who would have thought? Because the Turkish players aren't leaving reviews. No. Flife was fun, Mr. Arbus, and I liked Flife. I played that a lot, too. Again, it was only fun because it was really, you know, one of the one of the first free-to-play games that we played. Yeah, yeah. Along with like Maple Story and a couple of other ones, but still. All right. Uh. But my favorite Steam game, of course, is War Mode. All right, I'm all about that Hurricane gameplay. Hurricane. Yeah, we played some yesterday. All right, so should I play a little bit of War Mode yesterday? Uh, why I still play that game, God knows. But I, I find it pretty funny because. I'm reading the description for War Mode, right? And I caught something, because I caught the Hurricane gameplay last time, too. But they used a phrase I'm not really familiar with. Maybe you can explain to me what this means. Or did they just make it up? It says, try your hand at virtual battles with off-scale dynamics in Hurricane gameplay. What is off-scale dynamics? Did off -scale they just make that up? Dynamics. I don't know what that is. 
Anybody? Off-scale dynamics. What the hell does that mean? I know Hurricane gameplay is bullshit, so is off-scale dynamics The, the dynamics bullshit? are so crazy. They are off the scale. <laughs> but that hurricane, that hurricane gameplay is sweeping everything off the scale. Alright, so we'll, 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 we'll say it's bullshit. It's made up bullshit from, uh, from war mode. Definitely. It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Props to them. You get a hurricane gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's my favorite current review for, uh, for war mode, by the way. You can die randomly. Which is true, you can just die randomly. You get assist for your own deaths, yes, it happens. And guns have no recoil. Now that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> when you play war mode, you just die randomly sometimes. Like, there's literally nobody around you, you just die, right? And you look Except at your kill score, attack. and it says, you died. It doesn't say how you died, but you died. I should write a review for... You better give mode. it a 5 out of 5, excellent score. Yo, have, right, you guys, you... have you seen my reviews, Omar? For, for a couple reviews. of them, yeah. I wrote a new one recently. Oh, let me... You can look at three after. Let me find them. Do you know if uh, Subway Games, Super Games, puts their games on Steam? I don't think they do. Because I was no. going to say, there's another, uh, Super Games has a game coming out, uh, a relaunch of an old title, uh, Luna Online. Yeah. And uh, this game, I don't think it's going to do as well as Night Online, obviously. They put but, their uh, games on Steam. Oh. They, they have, I, this game uh, has a chance on Steam, though. It's kind of cute. What do they have on Steam, Sean? Uh, Dream of Mirror Online and Divine Souls. Divine Souls? Game. People, nobody plays that game. What does it matter if it's played or not? It's on Steam, man. All right, it's, all right. it's there. It's it ready. It's there, fine. It's, actually, I have on Steam one friend has played this game. So. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody just tried it. It could have been uh, me, actually. It wasn't you. There are eight people on Divine Souls online right now on Steam. All right, eight people. But you're missing the thousand that are playing directly from Super Games. Oh, of course. Alright, I have a funny story about uh, Super Games. Let's hear it. Well, I play uh -huh. some trailers with our game, old games. Alright, Super Games, alright? I'm on, I'm, I'm on Steam, uh... I'm gonna see what it's called, actually. Alright, I was on Steam, uh... Not Steam, I was, just, I, was, I was on Skype, and... This guy from Super Games messaged me, right? He has my contact from like five years ago. And he goes, Hey Omar, I need to talk to you. I'm like... Who is this guy and why does he want to talk to me, right? So I, I'm like, alright. And he calls me on, on Skype, I'm like... First of all... I don't know this guy well enough to just randomly start calling me, right? Like, whatever, I'm gonna pick up anyway, you know, because it might be something important. It might be gaming news related, right? So he, as soon as I pick up, he's like, okay, I, mean, I, I need to do something for me right away. I'm like, wait, okay, what do you need? He's like, I, I need you to go to the Grand Bazaar in Turkey, and I need you to buy me this, uh, like, very specific item called a gramophone, okay? I'm like, and then, and then, and then ship, it, ship it to this address. Uh, I'll, you know, can you have it by next week? I'm like, Whoa, hold on there. I don't know who the fuck you are. Why are you asking me to buy you something and ship it? And he's talking to me as if, like, he knows me, right? Like, we're bros, you know? I'm like, I have no idea who you are. I just know you work at Super Games. That's all I knew about him. And he's like, I'm like, wait, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who you think you are, but I, I don't know you. I don't, I'm, I'm not even in Turkey anymore. Like, You're not in Turkey? I thought you were there. I'm like, yeah, like a couple months ago. And he's like, I oh. And then like, okay, bye. I'm, I, I can't do this for you. I don't know why you think I can. So I hang up and it was really weird, right? And a couple hours later, he messages me saying, I'm so sorry. Uh, this, wasn't meant, this, wasn't, this wasn't meant for you. There's actually somebody that works at Super Games. His name is Omer as well. Whoa. He literally shares a name with me and, he, and he's Turkish, that guy, right? <laughs> and what made the story even more crazy is I was in Turkey two months ago, which is why it didn't feel that far-fetched. <laughs> So, I need a gramophone now. <laughs> he's like, I need this now. Ship it to me. I'm like, he's like, he's explaining. Like, okay, it has to have these rustic details. It should be this big. I'm like, 
No, Grandpa's basically an old record player with a giant. Yeah, board. I'll Google a picture of one. They look for dear viewers. Oh my God, they caught hilarious. me. <laughs> they caught me over in the chat. She Wait. played War Mode around 17 hours. <laughs> yeah, I have some War Mode time clocked in too. What's your What's your clock? What's your clock on War Mode? I got, I got unlocked by Steam because I keep switching Steam accounts because in order to play CS:GO with you, I have to go on my other account. Oh yeah. I have a solid. Uh, I have a solid. Wait, it doesn't tell me on here. I'm on my dummy account, so I can't check right now. But I have at least as much as you, I would say. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's my that's my super game story. It was it was pretty weird. Interesting. Leave it to super games. That explains everything. Yeah, they thought I was. I, I worked for their Turkish team, which led to some confusion for a different game. But no need to confuse people, so we're not going to say it. <sighs> there's also, I mean, Luna, it's weird that they're launching Luna Online again, because there's already Luna Online private service, so why, you know, why do they need to bring it back? Just rolling the dice, see what sticks. I don't, I don't know. I wonder if Domo is doing well. That game was pretty fun, actually. I can't imagine any of Super Games' games doing particularly well. They're, they're not really supported anymore. Yeah, they, they focus on, like, abandoned games, like... Shu called them the MMO, ne MMO Necromancer, and I feel like that really fits them perfectly. <laughs> they, they literally bring back the dead games and don't even support them, and like they just they just kind of sit there, which in a way is pretty genius. They have a pretty very niche. Low, business it's called low overhead. Very low overhead. <laughs> it's a the hot hobby MMO Necromancer. Just... <laughs> the part time. So he's, he's not he's not too serious. Not too serious. He just he just brings it back just for the hell of it, you know. But like Divine Souls, why? This game was launched and literally nobody played it, right? And guess what? Nobody still plays it. Like, if they, okay, look, listen, listen. If they paid more than $15 for this game, it wasn't worth it, all right? If they got it for $9.99, then, then you know what? It was probably worth it. All right? It's no more than $15 for, device, <laughs> for the Divine Souls license. I can happily say I never played it. Good. And I feel, I think, I think I saved a year of my life by not playing Divine Souls, so... I don't think you would have spent a year of two time. If you if you if no, you no, had the fortune of playing this, you'd play for like ten minutes and quit. Yeah, I'd lose a year of my life just from that, just from the cancer, just slowly getting stronger in my body. I'm super games. So here's a Steam review for for this Divine Souls game. It's a relic, a game abandoned three times by developers and publishers. Publishers. So they they literally abandoned it three times, and then Super Games is like, hush, Divine Souls, don't you worry, baby, I'll take care of you. <laughs> And then they, I guess they adopted Divine Souls. They're going to keep it running forever. Guns, guns should be revived. Yeah, at least yeah, bring back some some fun <laughs> games. Well, didn't Mayit go out of business, or Mayit? I'm pretty sure Guns Two is still up. Well, Guns Two got transferred to a different um, developer. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Masangsoft. That that's why um. Raiders went down because Mayat went out of business. Yeah, we, we talked about it when, 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 when as soon as uh, Raiders was going down, we talked about it before, but I, I didn't know this got transferred. Yeah, Guns 2 got transferred. Guns is down permanently, I think, and never coming back. Masangsoft is the same company behind Ace Online or Bounty Hunt. It was called Ace Online and Wilds. The best Space name Cowboy? for the yeah, Space Cowboys Online. That was the best name for that game. Yeah? I think that was back when G Potato had it. See you, Space Cowboy. I think G Potato was the best name for uh <laughs> for G Potato as a whole was the best name for a game publisher ever. Alright? I agree. Hey you guys just remind me of something. I got a joke. Alright, I got a joke. What do Koreans eat in outer space? Uh, I don't know. 
Cowboy Bibimbap. Ah, I like it. <laughs> I, I, I got a Korean joke for you guys. So yesterday my friend died. My Korean friend died. So young. Aha! Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, transitioning out of this. Uh, I wanted to talk about luck catchers because it actually, despite the really horribly translated name, which I've heard is actually supposed to be something to a, akin to adventurers. Um, it, it looks kind of cool. It, it, it's kind of giving me Eve vibes. I played for about an hour and a half last night and spent basically the entire time running back and forth between cities doing trade jobs. Anyways, um, it, it's kind of an open-world steampunk trading thing with, like, y as you're going, you'll go across areas that have dragon nests, and you'll have to shoot down dragons with, like, actual shooter kind of combat. I knew there'd be dragons if you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, you can, like become a governor of an area and rule over it and tax other players that have buildings in that area. You can build settlements in different areas. You can, um... It, it seems really cool. It does look cool, but, like, this overworld where I'm watching this trailer with, like, the hot air balloon ship, it kind of reminds me of the FF7 overworld. Yes, any Final Fantasy. Well, yeah. actually, that that is the world. It's not the overworld. That is just the world. Oh, that's cool. Just the camera angle. Yeah. Yeah. And, I like uh, the fact yeah, it looks open world, so that's cool. It does look a little the graphics look a little dated, but that's fine as long if it's if it's open world. They are a little dated, and I had to turn the shadows off because they basically turned you into a bunch of triangles that flickered on and off across the screen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but anyways, um, it's it's got it's cool, but it's got <coughs> realistic travel times, which means you have like oh fifteen to twenty minute travel times sometimes between. Oh my god, places. fifteen twenty minutes. That is yeah. online. <laughs> But you actually get to control it with the keyboard, at least. It's not like you just click somewhere and go there. This looks it looks weird to see you just shooting that dragon just with like a because one of the one of the planes is like a like World War One fighter plane. <laughs> the dragons kind of seem random, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's based on novels. It's oh. based on a series of novels by I think Alexei Pihov or something. But how is that ship flying? Like the one like traditional looking ship? It just looks like it doesn't make sense how it flies. It's like Treasure <laughs> Planet. We don't we don't talk about we, it. We don't we don't. Oh, they, <laughs> they have anti gravity uh, propulsion underneath, right? And then um, one thing that I thought was cool is I think there are actually like wind currents that'll blow your ship around if you have like one of the traditional kind of ships. I like the name Luck Catchers. Might as well call it like Lucker Dogs. Lucker dogs. For some reason, it reminds me of Lucker dogs. Yeah, it look, looks. It's, it's an indie title, though, right? As far as I'm aware, yeah, and it's not going to be pay to win. I mean, wow. I know and they're not they're not raising tons of money on Kickstarter. No. Wow. Yeah. I, I already have respect for them. So it's going to be played free. Out of pocket. Well, speaking <laughs> of a game that was trying to raise money on uh, crowdfunding. Oh God. Uh, let's, let's talk a little about Divergence Online, guys. Oh, God. Uh oh. Um, oh, are we gonna getting it? Are we going into shut. it now? I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I am going it's to... A Duke, like, it's a Duke game. I My a, soul was insulted by with this a, with, 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 a, with, a, with a pretty <laughs> Duke developer team. And that's, that, that's all I got to say about Divergence Online. <laughs> I think our editorial yeah, answered yeah. everything. Basically, and, the guy's a con man. Don't give this game money, and uh, the whole project is just a con for him to pay off his traffic tickets. <laughs> 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 
So and this mortgage. Yes. And, yes. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, yeah. Let's not bring too much personal stuff into <laughs> no, it. No personal information. No, if he's asking money from the public, okay, he, fuck him. He's a scammer. I'm calling it. Aaron's hey, laying you guys, down the law. You guys said traffic tickets. Don't start with me. Don't start with me. <laughs> traffic tickets. Well, that's that's divergence online, boys. Yeah. I've said this anyway. before. Don't fund games on Kickstarter if the guy behind the game is not capable of delivering your product. All right. And unfortunately, that's a lot of Kickstarter projects. Which did you guys hear about Ant Simulator? I heard it was on. I heard I saw them on the front page of Reddit about them, uh, like blowing tons of money on booze and strippers. They know no, how to Kickstarter money. Boom! That's where your Kickstarter money is going, guys. That's awesome. Booze and strippers. At least they're honest. Yeah. Yeah. At least they're not trying to lie and change their name or something, you know. <laughs> so, not that anyone would do that. No. Not that anyone would intentionally sue no, someone. Never, for... never, never. <laughs> All right. So yeah, be, be wary of Kickstarter games. I mean, I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, it's also, okay to support indie devs, but make sure. They're capable of making the game they promise. Most Kickstarters are a scam. Don't give them money. Hashtag, probably a scam. <laughs> this is unfortunate because I think if there's enough bad, if enough bad press runs Kickstarter, you kind of <coughs> kill crowdfunding, right? I mean, I, I, I think as soon as uh, you know, Star Citizen crashes and burns. That's gonna kill crowdfunding for a while. It'll come back as something respectable. I get right now crowdfunding is like kind of in that phase where like Atari games were in, where like there was just a lot of shit coming out and then cra the yeah. crash and the NES brought it back. So we need we need this crash to happen because people are just watching these little like these little shitty teaser trailers on a Kickstarter page, right? And they, they're thinking it's so easy to make it look like you got a studio behind you uh, today. Are using Unreal Engine uh, yeah. assets, the yeah. default assets to make a trailer? Yeah, people yeah. are just too gullible. It's too easy to create a very basic thing because like people, when you look at a Kickstarter page, you see a video, right, and you see like a world, like, oh, this guy clearly did something, you know, he's not just a nobody, he's got this this trailer, you know. But the way engines work today, it's so easy to create like a basic world. It's everything else that's really hard and making it a real mm -hmm. game. So just based on a simple trailer, you can easily deceive because again, things like Unity are free to start using, so it doesn't cost them any money to do, and you don't need those any development skills to make those basic worlds. And apparently Kickstarter games don't even make sure they have the right to songs now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's enough coverage for some dookie Kickstarter yeah, games. Yeah, agreed. Here's a game that I thought, this trailer looked kind of nice, didn't it? Look at this trailer. It's a early access, some Minecraft-like uh, MMO by a Korean studio. I have more respect for Korean indie studios for some reason. I feel like they get shit done. Like what? Well, um... This game, I actually played it when they had the demo server online at yeah. the end of the last year, and so far it has not managed to escape the shadow of Minecraft at all. Nobody can escape that shadow. <laughs> I mean, it's an MMO, you play on a server, and it has like blocks of area that you can adventure through, and it's got a nice little ecosystem going, but it's like, it's so far it is nothing This unique. looks like Trove. It but is nothing close nothing, to Trove. The graphics is totally different. They're still blocky, but not the same way. It, it's nothing close to Trove. It's closer to Minecraft. Hmm. There's another there's another Minecraft like game I did a video for, which is actually really really solid, like visually and gameplay wise. I forgot what it's called for a second. Creativeverse. It's kind of like Creativeverse, isn't it? Uh, I never played Creativeverse. Think Minecraft, but slightly different. 
Oh, well, good. That, that that invokes an image. Yeah, I mean, it really does. Okay, in your mind, think Minecraft is slightly different. The one big feature about Islet Online that's either going to make or break it is how they do the skill system, because it's skills that level with use. Hmm. All right. Take a All look. I see are people hurtling arrows randomly at each other, just hoping to get a hit. So it looks like Rust in that way. Speaking of Rust, guys, there is uh, another survival open world open uh, PvP game coming out. On Kickstarter? <laughs> Not on Kickstarter, actually. <coughs> uh, this game is by Funcom. Conan. It's called Conan Exiles. So it's basically... Uh, Funcom is basically a sinking ship, and they're like, alright, we got, we got, a, we got, we got to <laughs> throw some... We got to fire some shots, see what sticks. And, uh, that game has nudity and sacrificing other players. Yeah, like Rust. I mean, that's kind of cool. Rust right. has that. So it, basically yeah. it's Rust with Conan. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Wait, but you can sacrifice other players. Yeah, like, that sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Them. Yeah, and I, I don't. I don't want to bash. I don't want to. I don't want to come off like I'm bashing Funcom. They are doing bad, but I think their turnaround strategy. Like they're old MMORPGs. Um, whether it's Anarchy Online or uh, Age of Conan, aren't doing that well, right? But I think their pivot. They're trying to pivot to like smaller games, like this one, like Open Sandbox, whatever. Is such a smarter idea than what Turbine did. We tried to make a MOBA, right? Which is like a very impossible. high budget MOBA on a big franchise. Yeah, yeah. So was... I think I think Funcom is smart to do this, and uh, they have a shot at it. If they make a Conan or Secret World MOBA, I will like lose my shit. Oh man, a, Co <laughs> a Conan MOBA is like a terrible idea. I think. I think Secret Conan will work MOBA. as a as a survival game. The though. Secret World isn't like a franchise to be like MOBA made. No, no MOBA, no MOBA. Funcom, if you're listening, no MOBA. I, I disallow it. All right. Yes, I disallow it. You know the problem is like. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Dead Island Epidemic style Conan MOBA. Yes don't or do no? It. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I refuse to let you. You don't have my permission. But the cool part is you can sacrifice other players because that gives you a reason to be an asshole. Because in Rust, like you see a naked guy, right? And you have like a, you get fully geared. Like you may not want to kill him. And there's nothing to gain by killing him. But at you least can eat him. you can eat him, can't you? But it's not worth it, you know, because the food you get from the human meat is not even that good. No. So it's not really worth killing naked. You just kind of do it sometimes. But in, in Conan Exiles, there's a reason to. You can sacrifice him. It gives you, like, a, an excuse to be an asshole, which I like. Not that I need an excuse, but it's, it's nice. It justifies my actions. Yeah. It, it's definitely, it's, a, it's a, a story and a world that lends itself to being a survival game. More so than, I'd say, an MMORPG or any other genre. Because it's a bunch of barbarians warring against each other. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think the franchise has any cachet anymore. Any relevance today? Yeah, relevant. No, it doesn't. But the thing is, at least like, we're we're all we play a lot of games, right? And my point is like, we're willing to try the next sandbox Rust style game because we, we no one really takes it seriously. We jump in, we have fun, we kill each other, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But a MOBA, on the other hand, like we we have thousands of hours invested in our current MOBAs, so to try to get us to change is such a big ask. It's a good point. So. I think Funcom is much smarter than Turbine was. With There's that, friction right? in a MOBA too. You have to learn a hundred different well, exactly. heroes. You, you all need their to invest abilities. at least a thousand hours to be mediocre. Well, you, I, I played Rust for at least a couple hundred hours now, but I, I still don't. I would still try another open world MOBA because even, exactly. like, even though you played a lot, it's easier to jump into. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. open world sandbox style games are easier to jump into than MOBAs. Conan Flappy Bird, genius. Somebody hire <laughs> Two Claw. Make him head of design. There actually are two more Conan games by Funcom that are yet. Un unannounced. So they've they announced they had three games in, uh, projected, and Conan Exiles is just one. 
How much money you want to put on one being a Connect Three mobile game? <laughs> a Connect Three, Imagine three, Conan. Con Imagine three Conan heads. Yeah, <laughs> genius. But uh, yeah, it's Funcom is is not doing great though, guys. They're uh, they let, let me pull up a, a stock chart for for Funcom. They're, this is the fun stuff. Oh, Funcom baby. is a uh, was it? Perfect world, isn't it? Or no. is that someone else? No. Perfect world. Uh, they're, 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 they're the world. Yeah. Uh -uh. Alright, here's, here's, here's what fun, fun comes Oops. up to, boys. The five year chart. I mean, apparently, apparently, they were doing really well in 2012. And then <laughs> since then, it's been. But surprisingly, <laughs> they've been just hugging that low. <coughs> they're actually uh, raising more money. They're, they're going to issue more shares. Yeah. Uh, and they have a turnaround plan. Maybe I'll cover it in an editorial. Like today yeah. or tomorrow. Did you yeah. guys ever um, see the new Anarchy Online client? Yes, I did. It looks recently. basically exactly the same with new lighting, and it took them years. Wow. Fun fact, uh, Anarchy Online is actually their saving grace. That's their cash cow. Still. All right. What's, what's even funnier, too, is uh, all of Funcom today is worth $16 million U.S. dollars. So think of it this way. Clash of Clans can buy all of Funcom in like three days of revenue. <laughs> three days of Clash of Clans, three days of like uh, Game of War, boom! You can buy all of Funcom. Not Crazy. a good sign. Uh, a lot of these, like, uh, I want to say, MM core MMORPG studios are all struggling, really. Like, Turbine, Funcom, even SOE, which is now Daybreak. Yeah. Like, they're all kind of living off their first game, like EverQuest, uh, but why could why could they pivot to like mobile games or browser games? I feel like none of them are really doing a good job. No, but Besides I think maybe Nexon. Yeah, but, but well, they don't really have any mobile games either. Not yet. They have a few. Maybe, they they announced a bunch. They've they've announced announced yeah, Mabinogi. Um, the 2016 is their big mobile push. We got Mabinogi card game. Mabinogi <laughs> <laughs> duel. Mabinogi duel's all right. But is it is it popular? Is it making money in the West? Who knows? Who knows? That I don't know. Seven thousand votes on Google Play. I cannot translate to that to cash, though, unfortunately. But, um, I don't know. I think a lot of them are pretty stubbornly holding on to the idea that they're still MMORPG studios exclusively. Yeah, I think so, too. But that, that's the only reason not to switch. If you look at some of these Chinese companies, for example, I was looking at a lot of them out of curiosity. I was researching them. Companies like Changyu, Perfect World, and even, you know, these games, these, both these game companies were living off their legacy games, like in China. Like, Perfect World and J Dynasty were making tons of money for a Perfect World, but they were always on the way down. And they just started embracing mobile games, and now mobile games are such a big percent of their revenue already. So they eventually decided to make the move to mobile, and now they're making tons of money. I feel like a lot of Western companies haven't. Uh, <laughs> well, another problem with mobile games is that you have to have a stricter development cycle because you have to have new mobile games coming out all the time. Yeah, the life cycle is a lot shorter. Unless you're like Clash of Clans or Game of War, you're not going to have that mobile game to rely on a year later. You can see it with a lot of the, um, like the Changyu reports that just came out. They had mobile One game, games. Dragon, from, Dragon 3D, I know. They had mobile game from last year. It's already like 40% down, <laughs> even considered. <coughs> and they had another 50% uptake because they released three other games. Yep, I know. I've, it almost always works like that for these mobile games. Speaking of a studio that made that transition, uh, 
Last week, a, a pretty classic free-to-play MMORPG that maybe a lot of listeners have heard of, Tales of Pirates, finally shut down. And this Rest one, pepperoni. Yeah, this is by IGG. They, they kind of got into the whole free-to-play uh, MMORPG game early. So they captured a lot of people, more people than they deserved, to be honest. Like, the game was kind of mediocre in every way. But, uh, it I kinda, think mediocre is generous. It kind of highlights that whole transition, though, right? You guys were talking about. It was uh, better than God's War. Let's put it that way. Yeah, God's this, War was automated. You didn't play anything. IGG had so many games, right, guys? Like, I remember Myth War Online. Yes. Um, they just they had, a, they had like a Myth like, War is back. Re- what really? Myth War Two. It got published by another pe- uh, developer. Wow, that game is old school. TDT.net. That's like one of the only turn-based MMORPGs besides Atlantica, right? Yeah, I've been told... No, it's not even close to one of the only ones. There's also Dofus, Wonderland, Wonderland, Digimon RPG. Yeah, Wonderland. Wonderland was also by IGG, right? Was that turn-based? Yeah. Oh. Nora, I guess. I don't count I don't. I don't even count Dofus and stuff. That's more like tactics RPG. No, I'm mm-hmm. talking about like the whole like battle... like like, FF, like Mainline FF. Digimon RPG. Oh, all right, yeah. fair. <laughs> Digimon Battle was like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that game did shut uh-huh. down for good. Tales of Pirates. Not to, yeah. But again, IGT still has a huge stable up, though. They have Voyage oh. Century, they have Angels Online, they have... They've, I think they just have Angels Online, though, right? No, that's the only one advertised on the homepage. Oh. They, if you click, they still have a few other ones. But, like, they're clearly embarrassed about Voyage Century because they're hiding it off their homepage. Well, Bounty Bay isn't doing too well, either. Yeah, it's the same game, right? It's a different name? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're gonna shut down all their games, all their client games. Because if you read the, the the announcement about them shutting down Tales of Pirates, it says you know move to our, try our other games, right? And they don't even list their other client games. They list like these stupid uh, mobile games as their games to transition to. Because well, those, those are the games that make money. One thing to note is that Galaxy Online, the MMORTS, actually started as a client game and was moved to mobile. All right, I want to show you guys something. This is some. Uh... Some financial metrics, boys. In case you guys are curious, take a look at this. This is IGG's investor presentation. For, wow. So it's a little bit dated. I, I, this is the newest one on their website, I believe. It does seem a little bit old, but it's for some reason, this came out. Yeah, this is the newest one on here. So take a look at the where their money comes from. Just scroll down. You can see what, where, what countries they operate in, what games they have. But the cool part is you can see the revenue too, but there should be a chart breaking down uh, their games. Mobile games, browser games, and PC games. Look at slide number 11. That's the first half of 2015. So last half, you know, first half of last year. Oh, look at the client-based games. Look at the client-based games. (laughs) And this is worldwide. Wow. Others doesn't even exist anymore. And look at the transition from fiscal year 14 to first half of 15. So from 2014 to 2015, look at the difference too. Client-based games went from 2% to 0.9%. Browser was cut in half. And browsers cut in half too. Mobile is literally taking over the world for IGG. I yeah. mean, before IGG just had PC, just had they just had client games, and they they embraced mobile, and now they're making a killing off it. You know what I, I impresses me the most about IGG? This slide number thirteen. Look at their revenue split between the continents. It's pretty pretty nice, like even. Yeah, because their mobile games in America yeah. make money too. Yeah. Wow, they make more money in North America than Asia. That's like contrary to almost every other Asian company. Exactly. That's why I was I was very impressed by that. So what's um, interesting too is I, I find these yeah I find these investor relation things very interesting for these <laughs> game companies. 
what's interesting is that Castle Clash is making over 50% of all their revenue. It's typically like that, too. Look at, you know, for Nexon, Dungeon Fighter Online makes like 40% of revenue, doesn't it? Close to, probably. Clash of Clans built Supercell. So, while we're looking at some financial metrics, there's one last one I want to show you. because I, I find this data interesting. Maybe other people will, too. Some other things we can highlight over here. If you scroll down to um, slide number eight on Nexon's investor presentation, you can see, like, Nexon's, we consider a pretty mainstream publisher in America. We see a lot of their free-to-play games, and they have some pretty big titles. But look at their revenue split. Look at North America. 4%. All of North America. Yeah, wow. Like, everything we see from Nexon, right, as pretty much Western North American gamers, is 4%. Wow. Like, Everything in America is a rounding error for Nexon. 4%. That's nuts. Well, to, to be honest, everything but Korea and China is a rounding error for... Well, at least Japan makes up more than America and Europe combined. And yeah. Europe is others, so they include the rest of the world there. Like 10% is still worthwhile there. I, uh, well, fun fact, Nexon is actually based uh, officially in Japan. Yeah. That's where they trade, yep. even though they're a Korean, Korean company. They have headquarters in Japan, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's for some crazy tax reasons, because otherwise, I don't think it makes sense. Tax reasons that we don't understand. Oh, I understand them, dude. But if you want to see what else they're working on, you know, scroll down to page Don't 18. tell me I don't understand them. All right. But in case you guys, are, you people listening, are curious, like, what games these big companies are working on, like, if you, if you don't, if they haven't announced anything yet, you want, you're curious. If you, if you look at the investor presentations, they usually outline like what they see coming in the future. So you can see like what some upcoming games on here, like on page 18, next are working on. Mobile Lego. Terra Mobile? Terra Mobile, no. yeah. They're doing Terra Mobile. They're going to be doing Moonlight Blitz. Well, they're, they're, they're Counter Strike Moonlight. Online 2? What the fuck? There was a Counter Strike Online 1? Yeah, sure. It's the same exact game as that Next on Zombies, but like, yeah, it's the same game. Without the zombies. Yeah, there you go. You know, guys, Need for Speed Edge is coming out. That's going to be a pretty edgy game, right? I'm so pumped. But again, they don't break down which of these are going to come out in America. I mean, first assault, obviously. Lawbreakers, we know, is going to come out here. Like, what is Hyper Universe, though? I, I don't know. know. Hyper Universe. Hyper Universe Online. Where is my uh, Mabinogi 2? <laughs> yeah, the, guys, there's no Mabinogi 2 yet. For, it's uh, over. Yeah, nothing on that yet. The dream is over. It's, it's a side scroller. Kind of looks like DFO. It's, oh, it's just another side scroller. Just another side. You can't. Well, play. okay, <laughs> that didn't sound right. Hmm. Oh, this is the game. I remember this game. They have all their franchise characters. I think there's a Power Ranger in here. Oh wow. We talked about this in a previous podcast and just forgot about it. One last thing I want to highlight in this before we close and move something else. Go to slide number twenty-eight. No, this I've, shows I've, that I've next. I had that closed. Okay, if I forget it then. <laughs> close it out. Close it out. All right. Um, I want to see it. What's on slide twenty-eight? Oh. You can see where they're, they're next time they'll be growing in the West. They're gonna be buying a lot more studios. That's pretty much what they're outlining. Well, they're working on that new game by Cliff Blinsky, right? Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. Hyper Universe looks like someone retooled Mega Man Online. <laughs> there you go. Let's let, let's transition to our our weekly raid, Sean. It's worth so mentioning. we'll do a wrap up of last week real quick. It seems that Facebook is the place to go where people are posting comments. Like, we had a couple interesting ones. Um, the funniest thing I thought was how many people came out and said, screw you guys for saying Fallout should be turned into an MMO. 
Yeah. Uh, don't ruin another franchise. A lot of people were pissed about the Elder Scrolls Online and said that considering Bethesda screwed up Elder Scrolls Online, they, sh they there shouldn't be a fall at MMO. I thought that was unfair because it's a thought experiment, but um, people were pretty passionate. A few interesting ideas, though, were a Harry Potter MMO. Something that I think would work. That really already well. exists, guys. Just play Wizard 101. There you go. Wizard 101 is... Case closed. Um, a few other pretty interesting ones. Pokemon, of course, came up. <laughs> One guy said Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't think so. Did anyone on Facebook say Magic the Gathering? No. Nobody said Magic the fuck. Gathering, no. Oops, I mean, fuck. A Pokemon MMO already exists, too. It's called Monster MMORPG or whatever. Yeah, yeah so that, that's, that's terrible. People want a, an actual Pokemon MMO. One uh, day. So we had a few interesting ideas. I think the Magic the Gathering was great. A Naruto one, a real Naruto MMO. Hmm. That's not made it, by a Chinese company. It was also in demand. I don't think we're going to see a, a lot of Asian... Uh, franchise MMORPGs anymore. I think, we're, especially Japanese, we're just gonna see mobile games. Japan is big on mobile games already. All the big mobile, like a lot of the big mobile games, come from Japan. This is like a different subject, but I do want to like throw it out, plant it in your heads for maybe next time or something. Uh, I think the Japanese entire game industry is gonna move to mobile. Like everything else is dead, or not dead, but will be dead in the years to come. Well, the Japanese MMO is pretty much dead as is. Yeah, that's yeah. been you've dead. Got, you've got Square Enix and. Fantasy Star Online 2, and then that's pretty much it. I'm going so far as to say consoles are going to be dead in Japan. It's going to be all mobile, baby. Really, that's I a pretty really bold statement. That. I really doubt that. Nintendo and um, Sony are still pretty big. And they're going to be pushing out console games for a long time. We'll see. I, I mean, I know that Microsoft <laughs> only sold like 53 Xboxes in one of these past weeks, but wow. everyone else is still doing pretty well in Japan. Well... Transitioning away from what MMOs we wish might have existed, which was just a thought experiment. Now we want to know what MMO are you most hyped for or were you most hyped for in the past? Because hype plays a big role in how we perceive upcoming games. We talked a lot in today's podcast about Black Desert. Uh, I think we mentioned Albion and a few others that are scheduled for this year. And how getting excited for a game kind of amps us up to play it. You know, I was pumped to play Wildstar. Everyone told me it was going to be the killer for World of Warcraft. And then I played it, and for something I still haven't figured out, it just didn't stick. But the hype, the hype, I was all aboard the hype train, and then it kind of crashed into a brick wall. So, so, so you, you drank the Kool-Aid? I drank the Kool-Aid happily, and then I realized I was in Jonestown, so... Alright, so while looking through this list... I've heard of all of these except Glory of Invictus, so I am not hyped about that. I'll just say that. <laughs> uh, it's just funny because I, I've posted about that a lot. I don't know, just you know, just you, doesn't. You, you just skim through it because it doesn't look that exciting. Uh, yeah, I, uh, to me, I guess. But uh, to answer the question about what I was most hyped about in recent history, uh, which is not that recent anymore, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, you know, I was reading the forums. I pre-ordered it. I got it in day one, and and. I didn't obviously I didn't stick, but I did get to max level in my free month, so I did play like twelve hours a day. I was I was that guy, so you know. The hype train got you all the way to max level. Yeah, and That's I had fun. I too. I really I enjoyed my one month in Star Wars: The Old Republic. I I don't regret that at all. It's a fair answer. Anyone else? Anyone else okay. feel the hype? Well, well back in, still for me. Alright. Back in the day, I was excited for Twilight Wars, the shooter MMO that was gonna like change everything by being able to shoot dinosaurs in real time. <laughs> and that it never happened. 
it, apparently a few alpha testers or backer or um, pre-orders or something got a hold of it for a while, and it was basically just an MMO Counter-Strike clone. Yeah. Ragnarok Online 2 was the worst type, though. Oh, oh my god, the worst. That was the <clears throat> biggest disappointment. That's true. Good thing I didn't care. What a, game. what a punch in the gut, you know? Right? Like, some people, like, played Ragnarok Online 2 when it first launched on Steam, and, like, they're, like, everyone's hyped, everyone's ready for it, and then, like, you're, like, you play an hour, like, you're, like, what? What, what is this? Like, this can't be Ragnarok Online 2. We were, we were promised something. And you keep thinking it's, it's going to get better, right? And the more you play, the more you realize how awful it is that it's not going to get better. <laughs> it was like the ultimate, like, disaster. <coughs> the thing about hype is it never really lives up to what you wanted. Uh, I always end up becoming jaded halfway through, and it's just the hype just creates this perfect archetype, this perfect game in my mind, and then it never ends up being that. And I think that hype has a, an issue that way, where we get ourselves too ants. Like yeah. You read the forums, the communities, you go to Reddit, our MMORPG loves it, it's the first game they've loved for the last year, and then it just, it just kind of fades away. Like, I think Blade and Soul right now is in its hype phase, and you know, like, I forget where the, I think the charts on the site somewhere, you see the, the rate at which players leave a game over time. Oh yeah. And then eventually so you end up with your core player base. And... I think that happens for everything. I think Blade and Soul kind I, of avoided um, the hype because they were hyped, and then then they got delayed for three years in America, and they lost that hype. So I think yeah. they launched with minimal hype. I, I think I can honestly say the only time I've ever bought into hype was Final Fantasy VII, and then I was sorely disappointed. Wait, hey, you were Matt. around? That, well, how old were you when that game came out? Like, yeah, five? Matt. No, I, I mean, baby. I tried recently. it. I, I played it like in 2010. Okay. Oh. Again. It's like you have to be hype at the moment, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hype doesn't carry over. You gotta it doesn't be, carry over. But I think hype is a good experience. Like I've said it before on this podcast, I, where uh, for a lot of people, gaming today is more about the hype and community around the hype than the game itself. Yeah, that's fair. No, not for me. Not for you. It's about the you. game. But I think I a lot of people hype though. Hype together. Hype, yeah, hype is, is binding for the like, community. Think about the average guy who, when I say average, the average guy who spent money on Star Citizen, like let's say over $200, right, already? Mm-hmm. The, the past two, three years, how many hundreds of hours of gameplay did he get from following the forums, talking about it with his friends? He got a lot, he got a lot of value if you look yeah, at he it. Got, he, got, he got hundreds of hours of gameplay from Star Citizen. He got some <laughs> drama. Yeah. You know, you, you, they could have hired a better guy to like create drama than that. Uh, this what's his name? Something Derek Smart, right? Like, Derek yeah. Smart. It's literally like a soap opera being played out on like, in front of you. Yeah. So and that, uh, to me, that again, that counts as gameplay, right? So even if Star Citizen shuts down today, it, to me, it, it lasted for three years. Like that, that was just, <laughs> like, like this counts. <laughs> this counts as launch. That's funny, boys. So so when the game launches, it's actually over. It's only going downhill from there. Yeah, pretty much for a lot of these hardcore audience, at least. Uh, that's, that's pretty funny though, but it describes the hype pretty accurately though. And I think for a lot of people, Trace Saber kind of was that like was that like carrot on a stick that's always in front of them, right? Like they were following the yeah. development. Okay, I, I want to throw a game I was really hyped for in the fall of the MO raid. Uh, everybody, leave your comments on the MOs.com for the post so you can share. What, no, I'm curious what you want to say too. But uh, StarCraft 2, it's not an MO. Oh, it's not yeah. an MO. Oh, that was a big one. Okay. It describes my hype pretty well. A little story. I, the day it came out, like the morning it came out, I got up, I looked at it, right? 
And our friend James, he calls me on my phone, right? I pick up. He's like, "Oh my god, oh 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 my god!" Did you see? Did you see? Did you see? <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" I saw, I saw, I saw. And like, I was literally like, the hype level was through the roof, you know? And like, and the only thing they revealed, right, was on the Blizzard page for StarCraft Two, was I think Rainer or Tychus with his cigar, and it's like, "It's about damn time, right?" And no, that was yeah. It. And that was it. And like, I couldn't calm, calm down for that day. I was so excited. <laughs> and like, I was on Reddit, I was on forums, everyone was talking about the hype, and I was, it was amazing. That feeling was like a rush. So that captured my hype quite a bit. Did not live up to it. No, it lived up to it. When I played, I enjoyed it a lot, so I, I did get a lot of value out of it. And I, I was disappointed at launch. I was disappointed after launch. So I guess for you, it was, yeah, I, I played with you during that time. It was kind of like the Star Wars thing, where I did enjoy yeah, it. I got a lot of fun out of it. I got, I got, my, I got, my, I got my 50 bucks or whatever, right? 60 yeah. bucks. But it, def it was no StarCraft 1. In terms of lasting power, yeah, obviously, yeah, but yeah. I got my value out of it, and I played for a couple of seasons too, and I got the max ranking in a couple of seasons before Grandmaster, before the Grandmaster one came out. I was never Grandmaster. But it, it, that was my hype story. Cool, cool, cool. Anybody, anybody else have anything to share? Sean matched you? Well, Sean shared his, right? Shoo. Anything else that you were hyped for before? I put a french fry in my mouth when you called me out. <laughs> You know what game I was really hyped for and it actually worked out mm. and it had to do with the community I ended up was Final Fantasy fourteen. I played the closed beta and I played with a friend and that's probably why I think the hype stuck is that I didn't go in alone. Mm. And then because I had a guild in the game uh, and we were raiding and stuff, it, it worked out. But I mean I was really hyped. I was like, this is I finally found an MMO to get absorbed in and it, it all worked out. And that that almost never happens with any game that I buy. Like, I get hyped for early access a lot, or I did in the past, and I was like, oh, this is the survival game I'm finally going to stick with, and it just yeah. never, it never pans out, which is why I did not buy Heart World. Uh, so that game, that was the one time I think hype, I was hyped, and I really did love the game, and I had a ton of fun, and the hype was actually <laughs> valid. Right, fair enough. I think right. Smash Brothers is my biggest hype. <coughs> which one? On 64. Really? Really? Oh. But I know what to expect of Smash Brothers 64 when I heard about it. You know? I thought it was going to be like young. Marvel vs. Capcom, but like I liked it, but I was like really happy. I like pre-ordered it and stuff. And I don't usually do that. Alright boys, I got one. And this is MMO related, kind of. Diablo 3? Well, I mean, we have Path of Exile oh, yeah. right? So why not Diablo 3? Yeah. So hyped, you know? I, I, I was there day, you know, the, the, the hour it, it went live. I'm just trying it's to log in over and over again, right? It's just... It's just kicking me out. It's not letting me log in because the servers are crashing. Yeah. Uh, I finally get in with a friend of mine. We we play like I think like 18 hours straight to beat it in like the first couple hours. You know, as soon as it came out, you know. Uh, and then we're like we 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 beat it like four times in one night. Like it's like hell, you know, like normal, difficult, whatever. And then we get to the end, right? And we're just like, this is it. Like, this is what we waited like 10 years for. <laughs> it just it just didn't live up to the other two. But the experience is still fun, all right? It's like the, the hype actually, it's almost like the people that camp outside the Apple store or like for Black Friday and stuff. It's its the experience, you know, that makes it fun. Yeah, right? yeah, I got my 60 bucks. I like I got, the hype sometimes. I got my 60 bucks worth, right? But it, it, it was it was no Diablo 2. Yeah, but in that situation, I think the hype is okay. When you when you get your money's worth, you had fun. But like in a game like Ragnarok Online 2, when you, your hype is there and you, you just get a big get punch nothing. in the gut, you know? Yeah, I guess. In that moment, it's like the hype betrays you. Hype sword cuts both ways, boys. It's true. Have oh, you guys yeah. ever camped out somewhere for something? Camped? No. no. I haven't. 
Nope. Well, I, we're not I, those guys, I guess. No. Yeah, honestly, like, I feel like I, I'm missing out on the experience, though. I feel, you know, you read on the news sometimes, like, every Black Friday, at least one guy just gets trampled and dies, right? It happens once. <laughs> I feel like I want to participate in that. Not that's the trampling part? No, no. Not, but maybe I want to be in the same store as that guy. Just like You heard it here first. Omer wants to trample people on Black Friday. <laughs> I, I, I want to experience that, all right? I slept on a sidewalk once for something. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah me, me, me too, but I wasn't camping for anything. I was just passed out in that sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually oh, waiting, waiting for something. It was kind of spontaneous. Like, I wasn't going to do it, so I didn't have anything. And I just ended up just sleeping on the floor <laughs> on the sidewalk. Okay, okay, so that comment in chat reminded me of another feature that people seem to see as a deal-breaker. Both two-faction and three-faction PvP. Both two and three? What Depending on the person. Hmm? Games usually have two or three. It's not usually both. No, no. no. Both of them have been called deal breakers by different people. Oh, why? Faction oh, PvP. Why? What's no, two faction, faction three faction. They're both been. I don't know. That that's something that I've seen a lot. People are like, I don't like two faction PvP. It has to be three faction. People Do they are, give a reason, or they just go, I don't like it. I don't like it. And then I, don't say, I don't like it. I've read both explanations. Basically, three kind of keeps everyone in check. Two can gang up, gang up on one, but if it's if it's yeah. just two, then uh, if one if the, if the server gets lopsided, it's kind of screwed up. Which there's merit to. Because yeah, in WoW today, WoW. all the ser all the big servers are like ninety percent horde or ninety percent alliance. Mm. Um, so on those servers, there's no PVP. Interesting with that, actually. So first off, you can only PVP people if you have the uniform on, right? You have to wear your faction uniform, and you can actually switch factions in Blade and Soul. <coughs> but um, if the other faction has too many people, you can't switch. So it keeps it fair. Yeah. So like it's it's even. It, it was actually originally like heavily red when I joined, but now it's about balanced. I joined blue because that just means more people to frag. <laughs> Plus blue is my favorite color. That's the reason I joined blue. We have the best uniform. The other people, their their officers' uniform looks like a bathrobe. It's nasty. We can keep this going in the overtime, guys. All right. Yeah, it's getting uh, good. Yeah, it's getting late there. So I'm gonna we're gonna call it for the podcast. Thanks yep. for listening, guys, and we'll see you on Sunday. See you guys. Later, what guys. are we playing? What are we playing? We'll Jeez. figure it out then. Uh, overtime. <laughs> we got, got to watch overtime to figure it out. All right, guys. All Bye. right.